I kind of want to stop the music, Carrie. That's actually pretty awesome. This is Amy. Welcome to Zenya Mom Cop Podcast. I am here with Carrie. And this is our first podcast episode. We're excited to be trying this new thing out here and a little nerve wracking too, right? Yep. Just perfectionist. Yeah, we're both such perfectionists when it comes to these things, but we feel like we have a lot to say and a lot of information that other, not just Xenio moms, but others would want to hear as well. So um, my name again is Amy, and uh, thanks to scottholmesmusic.com for our awesome intro, and I am with... She's with Carrie. <laughs> now and... poor Amy. Oh my goodness. Poor Amy. Amy goes into French class on our first day of high school, and some girl with a Boston accent, bad acne, and is completely hyperverbal and socially awkward sits next to her. Oh, boy. And here we are in our 40s, and she still hasn't gotten rid of me yet. And we're still here, and we're still chatting, because we have a good time chatting. Exactly. You know? we, lots of nights out, and mm -hmm. or times that our daughters play together. Yeah. And... Good company, good times, and... You know, a lot has changed over the years. We've been, you know, out of state and back again. But, um, you know, good friends are hard to come by. And we had such fun having some of these conversations. We just decided to open it up and share with other people and see if other people kind of feel the same way. So our the name of our podcast, which is also on Twitter. It's on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook under the name Zenial Mom Podcast. So pick your pick the, whichever medium you're most comfortable with, and we're there. Yep, we're we're uh, we're out there as much as we possibly can. So choose it, and we are there. We figure the more markets, the better. Um, and but we'd love to hear from you. Exactly. Send us your comments. Send us your suggestions. Let us know if you kind of feel like you're a Zenial mom too. Which brings us actually to our first conversation. So this Zenial mom thing is new to me, Carrie. I. I was not aware of that term. That's something that's totally new. I've heard, of course, of you know you, your Gen Xers and your Millennials, but Zenials new to me. So tell me more about that. You know, it's funny. The term Zenial was, oh gosh, I don't remember the name. I'll, I'll have to find the name of the article and put it in our notes. It was coined in 2014. As it describes a micro generation between the Gen X and the millennial generation. It's typically people born between 1977 and 1983. Which is already telling people how old we are. <laughs> I, already, I already said that we're at 40. 40. Oh, you no. haven't gotten rid of me. We're so they already know that. Darn it. How do we let the cat out of the bag the so 40s. soon? I like the 40s. 40s so are good. So the reason. Now, every generation has a fuzzy period between. It's not like one year. Like, Gen X starts typically around 1964, and it wasn't like January 1st, 1964, boom, mm -hmm. we're different. Mm -hmm. But there's always a fuzzy period. However, the reason we've created this micro-generation was a lot of it was due to the changing technology that happened so quickly. Oh, yeah. It said a big thing about the Zenial generation, micro generation, excuse me, is that we grew up in an analog childhood. Mm -hmm. And we became digital adults. And we, we were in that sweet spot where we weren't bogged down with a family and a job. Not to say that the older Gen X 
and um, baby boomers haven't adapted to technology. I believe most have. Some right. better than others, obviously. No, but... our parents, for example. Anyway, <laughs> some better <laughs> another, than others. Another topic. But we did it at a time we were around college. I mean, yeah. I think I had right. my first my first official email was my email at University of Southern Maine. Sure. That was my first real email. Of course, I had to go to the computer lab because I didn't have my own computer. Right. Um, so we were just in that sweet spot that we adapted pretty quickly, but we're not digital natives. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's, so it's interesting if you think about it because you're right. We grew up in this analog childhood where we tape recorded music that we liked off the radio. Oh, and... it's like, stop talking, yes, DJ. Exactly. Stop. We want the I... intro. <laughs> exactly. But at the same time, it's almost like our, our youth and our high school years were in that analog generation. And there was this really snap period of time where uh, technology just blossomed. And we ended up with cell phones and the technology for computers. We went from dial-up AOL to cable modems. And that all happened in that break between high school and college, it seems like. Mm -hmm. So it makes sense that uh, the first half of our lives were very... I don't want to say um, primitive, <laughs> not technologically primitive. Um, primitive. Yeah. And not even um, idyllic, I think would be another word, but it was just technology hit this surge point. And so it makes sense that they've kind of divvied up this little micro generation that way, because now, yeah, we're, we're not natives like the, the millennials where they grew up with the cell phones in hand and tablets where they learned to swipe before they learned to use a remote control. But we definitely That's my daughter exactly mine too and so it's it's interesting that we get to be the turning point there and what that means for us as a generation so give us some examples of other things like um cultural things that our our micro generation are used to well going along what also defined us that turned mm -hmm. us into a micro generation some of it is because we became of age right around september 11th i mean we were oh yeah i mean we're in the older side of the Azennials. Right. Me, I was born in 78. You were born in 79. 79, yeah. And we were just out of college because mm -hmm. we graduated in 2001. Right. I was just getting my first apartment. Mm -hmm. And I remember I came home that day and 9-11 happened. Right. I'd taken, I was living in Portland, Maine, which is about two hours south of here. Two, two, three, something yeah. like that. I'd come home to my parents' house. That's what I mean by home. I realize our listeners are like, what is she talking about? <laughs> So I'd done a brief road trip home to get some belongings and stuff sure. to bring to my apartment. Um, but the thing is, our generation can, really remembers where we right. were. Right. And we were just at that age and we were getting out on our own. Mm -hmm. feeling. It was the first time in my life that I didn't feel secure in this world, that right. you knew bad things could happen. Right. And I know we're not going to get sidetracked too much on this 9-11 thing, but I know I was in downtown Denver the day it happened. I was in a city. Mm -hmm. And so it, it's sort of like uh, the baby boomers. And they remember when JFK. JFK exactly. Or and, Pearl Harbor. Exactly. It was a turning so, point in history. Exactly. That... So that it's an interesting um, kind of societal thing that we started feeling that insecurity. Now you've mentioned to me in passing too about this whole um, uh, Gen Xers versus Millennials and their uh, how they feel about things, how they feel about society. Tell oh, me about yeah. this more. It's believed that now Gen X was the generation right after the baby boomers, and we know historically that the baby boomers they caused a lot of change. Right. 
Though it's funny because they say baby boomers, the first half tended to be the civil rights mm -hmm. causing a lot of change, where the second half partied hard in the 70s. Now, my parents are early boomers, and my dad went off to Vietnam, and my mom didn't participate in partying or social change. Um, so they kind of escaped a lot of that yeah. baby boomer. Not escape, but they weren't part of, they weren't really part of either movement mm -hmm. themselves, but where was I going? <laughs> so I know you've mentioned before that, that Gen Xers tend to That's be right. more. That's right. So Gen Xers, thank you. I, here I am just talking and I. Well, we're distracted by the fact that I don't know if our listeners can hear it in the background, but we've got little children upstairs, supposedly. With, with Amy's husband. With, they're not, they're not unattended. With an adult. <laughs> yeah, With an adult. But they're tap dancing on our ceiling right now, which makes it a little. <laughs> it makes it a little hard, but, but that's you know, motherhood. That's motherhood. We take the moments where we can find them and we try to make something. We hide good. out in your, <laughs> in your basement studio. Exactly. So, so yeah. So, so Yes, Gen, Gen X were the first generation after the baby boomers where right. they had to live with a lot of these social changes that the baby boomers pushed forth. Right. They're smaller in numbers. Gen X tend to be more cynical. Okay. Which I don't think is necessarily a bad thing. So cynical about just life in general? Yeah. Cynical well, about our country? they're also the first generation. They were latchkey kids. Oh, that's a good point. You know, because boomers tended to... Both parents worked. They right. also... Gen X children um, were the first ones to really see divorced parents. Mm -hmm. So Gen X tend to be, they have a lot of good traits. We'll get into that. Don't, don't, don't. All the Gen X We're not putting listening. you down, we promise. No, in fact, Jane, uh, Amy and I are technically part of Gen X. We're the tail end. Technically. Our siblings are both securely yes. in the Gen X. Exactly. And we, we get along with our siblings, so we're not going to say anything bad there. No. But, so they're more cynical. Whereas the millennials are very optimistic. I think we all know that. So why are they optimistic? This is a whole other. This that's is something another we should explore topic. sometime because that's an interesting thing. So we're kind of wedged between. We're between the two where they say we're not as cynical as Gen X, but we're not as um, optimistic as right. millennials, which I see it because we're, we're skeptical. I think most of my I Gen am X very friends skeptical. are skeptical. Yes. We're just old enough where mm -hmm. you don't believe everything on the internet. And right. I, and I know this is non-scientific. This is based on what I see on Facebook. But when somebody, and ironically, I see it on younger and older, will post an article without fact-checking it. It always seems like it's someone yes. our age that comments yeah. or posts the Snopes that says, you need to fact-check exactly. this. This isn't correct. Just because yeah. it's on the internet doesn't mean it's true. Or here's the clinical research to prove that what you're saying is not true. <laughs> ironically, I see it's people of our parents' generation that post these sometimes. Or younger. Or younger. Grew up Isn't trusting that interesting? The But we're in yeah. that, you can't, we're just old enough that we do remember going to the library and using the card catalog. Oh my gosh. Using an actual encyclopedia. Oh my gosh. We know that not everything on the internet is true. Anyone could just. Right. Like when I'm using Google as a doctor, which I I know you shouldn't recommend. That if you if you <laughs> if you need professional, any, yes, yes, if you have any medical concerns, go see a licensed medical professional in your state. But when you do use Google as a doctor, I do look at the everything is cancer. Have you ever noticed that every single symptom you have at some point, it's like it could be cancer. Well, I oh work, my gosh, I work in oncology data, so yeah. I do kind of look this and say, true. well, that actually could be a lot of things. But 
I look at the websites because when I look at something's wrong with my daughter and I Google, yeah, everything comes up saying she's going to die. But then I look at the American Academy of Pediatrics website and they say she's not going to die or probably isn't going to. But if I'm concerned to bring her to her doctor. Right. But I'm more likely to believe the American Academy of Pediatrics and some Mm -hmm. random person's blog. Now, on the other hand, is that because we're Xennials and we're a little skeptical or is it because... I work in the healthcare field. Or, in my case, I did a lot of um, postgraduate work at, with my master's degree, and we had to do a lot of research. We had to dig deep and look at the sources and then go backwards and look at the sources that the sources were citing and make sure that what we were using is reputable for our evidential stuff. So I can't answer how much of this is our personal experience versus... <laughs> But, what micro-generation we are part of. But I do think, I think overall we yeah. tend to be a skeptical bunch. I think we do. Not cynical, but skeptical. Right. But we also give people the benefit of the doubt, which I think is some of that, the millennial part of our mm-hmm. micro-generation. We're, we're optimistic enough that we're like, well, maybe I'll give that person the benefit of the doubt. But yes. They, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look this I'm up gonna, on my I'm own. I'm going to check them out, but at the same time I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. So... I want to go into some of the fun stuff that our micro-generation grew up with, because I know you have that list hidden on your smartphone that we always carry around Which, with us. let me tell you, I'm old enough to not, to not even be able to fathom having a little mini computer that mm-hmm. has all the information out there. It's, it's amazing. If you Google it, it is out there somewhere. One of my favorite memes, I believe it's, it's a copy of something somebody wrote on Reddit that said, you meet somebody from the 1950s, what would you say? And somebody, and the answer is, Ooh. I'd have to explain to them that I have this po- thing in my pocket that holds all the information of mankind and I use it to look yes. at pictures of cats and argue with yes! strangers. <laughs> I saw that one too. It's hilarious. Okay. So this is the first one. Played Oregon Trail. Okay, so we've talked about this. Yes, you and I've had lots of discussions about yes. Oregon Trail. We we were able to do it during our free time when we had what was it, the Apple IIs, I think, in the computer Apple lab at the middle school. Apple eventually. Yes, and I never played Oregon Trail. I don't what know, I don't know what I was playing. I think I was playing um, maybe uh, the typing program or one of the other things, but for whatever reason, everyone else would play Oregon Trail and I wouldn't. Something's wrong with you. I'm sorry. <laughs> maybe I'm not a zenial afterwards. Um, what else we got? Well, the thing I just want to be clear about Oregon Trail is there were subsequent editions. Oh. And one of the things that I want to be clear is if you were using a mouse to hunt your buffalo... That's, that doesn't count. You have to be using the space bar and the arrow keys. Well, see, now I'm going to look up while, while you're going through the list. I'm pulling up my computer here because, you know, well, we have to have this stuff here. I have a lot more I want to say about Oregon Trail I, Well, see, now I want to see if Oregon Trail is downloadable while you're talking about it. Give me some you more. You do here. that. <laughs> you do that. I'm so, looking. And I know every Xennial that has played Oregon Trail will feel my pain here when I talk about how your family is starving, you're all about to get dysentery, and you go out and you hunt, and one of two things would happen. You'd catch two squirrels and come home with like three pounds of meat, or you'd catch a buffalo, and it would say, you caught 960 pounds of meat, but you were only able to bring 100 back to your wagon. And you're just in there like, oh, my family needs that 900 pounds of buffalo meat. Oh, here we go. I found it, Carrie. I think they do actually still have it online. All right, tell me more about this. I I will laugh if 
I message her throughout the week and she hasn't gotten anything done because she's playing Oregon Trail. No, that would never happen in my I, life. I do need to confess something to mm. you okay. and, our, and our listeners. Well, you're doing it on record now, so be careful. I know. Bless uh, me, Father, for I have sinned. Yes. That's my Catholic upbringing. So, in Target, because mm-hmm. I'm sure a lot of us Zenial moms do love our Target. Thank goodness they, there isn't one in Ellsworth, or I would be there too much. Yeah, up here in Maine, <laughs> the nearest one is 45 minutes away. Yes. Where I used to live in New York, it was five minutes away. And you know what they say about Target? You go in, you might as well burn $100. <laughs> yes. That and Costco. We don't have one close enough. Did you have one in New York? I'm Costco's? not sure. Oh, I didn't go. If we, we never we got had out of under 200. BJ's. Oh, I love the Costco. Anyway, sorry. Keep going. So Digression. they had come out recently. Maybe I'll have to bring it and we can oh. play it on our podcast. But it was a card game for Oregon Trail. Okay. And my friend Jen and I were playing it. And it was very anticlimactic. Really? Yes. We were not impressed. No. And I was bummed. It was okay. a big disappointment. But recently, I have not bought this. They came out with a second Oregon Trail card game at Target. The hunting game. Hmm. And I was tempted to buy it. I didn't. I don't but know. But I still, part of me is tempted to do it. That maybe maybe I'll buy it and we'll, we'll play that one. It doesn't seem authentic enough to me. It's like playing Tetris with cards. You just don't do it. How do you play Tetris <laughs> with cards? Well, I figure, you know, you have the little cards and big shapes. Uh, has anyone actually done this? Maybe Coming. I should Amy's next this. project. <laughs> Amy's next project. She'll be marketing a Tetris game. So, by I'm, cards, but I'm looking at this, so it was 1974 was when Oregon Trail was first produced. Gosh, I didn't realize it was that old. That's interesting. At huh, any rate, did they even have computers? In them? Well, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I know. Anyway, we're not going to get down there too far. Keep going on what but you the have other there. thing. The last thing I'll say about Oregon Trail was how those discs were actually floppy. Yes. Yes, and they were were. huge. And how many bytes of data did they have? Like four. I have no idea. Oh, I I need. Even to this day, that part of that part of the digital age has not sunk into my head. I know nothing about like gigabytes. Oh my goodness. So number two, and so this information I'm reading off of it comes off of an an infographic on mymodernmet.com. So. Number two, oh, Uh-oh. used dial-up internet. Oh my gosh, the beeping sound. <laughs> yes, oh, really bad. Oh, that was mimicking. a good connection. It connected, yay! And it would take like thirty seconds or so to connect. Mm-hmm. Now I have to say, I lived in England in two thousand two, and one of the biggest things that struck me was they were still on dial-up. We'd all gone to cable at that point here in the states for the most part. You know, re- rural areas, not so much, but. I couldn't believe they were still on dial-up in 2002. It drove me insane. I'm trying to think. I did a semester in England in 1999, but I just went to the computer lab. And I right. think... Right. And they were probably wired. I don't remember. Yeah. I don't remember, to be honest. This was more a rural England, not by a major city for the most part. I just love... Underneath, it's like, was your mom always yelling at you to get off the internet so she could oh make a phone gosh, call? Yes. <laughs> I'd forgotten that. Oh, my gosh. I'd totally forgotten about that. Holy okay. cow. What's next? Number three. Oh, this is a big one. Grew up without social media. You know, when I think about all the crazy stuff. Now, granted, I was a pretty chill child. I was pretty much under my parents' thumb. But when I think of all the crazy stuff our friends did or silly stuff that 
just did not get posted to the internet. I feel bad for our kids. They're living their lives out in front of social media and it can change the, the way employers look at you in the future and who knows what else. So I kind of, I'm glad we didn't. I'll just put it that way. You know, I concur. But at the same time, I live my life knowing that anything I do could be put on social media. True. And I guess they're used to that by now. You know, Hope does something funny or makes a funny little thing on her plate, my six-year-old, and mom, take a picture, put it online. I'm not taking a picture of your pancake that looks like an ostrich and putting it on Facebook. I'm guilty. I take tons of pictures of my daughter. Oh, my gosh. And she's she's used to it. She just smiles for the camera. Yeah. Um, but on the on the sad side, though, I do think of all the people from college and different parts mm-hmm. of my life that I've lost touch with and would I have kept touch with them if we were all on, say, Facebook. Right. Because right. Facebook wasn't around until five years after, 2006, I think, is when it went public. Yeah, it was after we were way out of college. And I have to say, say what you will about Facebook and privacy and all that other stuff going on. There's a lot of people that I would not still be connected with that I'm thankful I'm connected with because of programs like Facebook. Oh, I'm pro. I'm an oversharer on Facebook. But part of it is it's various friends, but also my family members, my aunts, my uncles, my cousins, who we live up and down from Maine to Florida, and I don't see them that often. Mm -hmm. So that's how they get their picture of my daughter every Mm -hmm. day or two is you know they see her grow up on that and it's the easiest right. way i don't have to send an individual email out to the christmas different cards people and, and everything else for well, the one year one time a year they hear from you and you get the yearly wrap-up <laughs> i've abandoned christmas card letters at this point they see everything on facebook i've so, never done the christmas card letter i do the photo yeah. card i don't yeah. even write a note i hate to say it i'm tired you're lucky i took the time <laughs> to print up the card is and... that what you wrote on your christmas card no Kay? no <laughs> I didn't even great. do them last year. I was too tired. Oh, my but. gosh. All right. Moving on. Okay, next. Number four. Xenia on the Xenia list. Number four. Remember AOL. Oh, my gosh. The you discs that came mail. in the mail. I don't know how much they spent on those stupid discs that they sent. You know, you get, like, one a week. Hey, those were high-tech CD-ROMs. They weren't the floppy. The well, that's true. Floppies. They were CD-ROMs, but still, oh my goodness. Now, this this list doesn't say anything about, um, I think this is kind of a 4A. It doesn't okay. say anything about AOL Instant Messenger. Oh, man. Now, that was college. My college boyfriend and I, yep. our relationship blossomed in the beginning through talking on AOL Instant Messenger. I second that. Like, yep. In the bloop. Yep. And the door opening and shutting. Yep. Yep. We won't go into how many boyfriends I've met on the AOL Instant Messenger through friends. <laughs> well, That's a talk for another day. To be fair, mine I met on campus, but we chatted right. on Instant Messenger. Though the funny thing about AOL, oh, well, I can't even talk, AOL Instant Messenger is, and it seems silly at the time, but considering now people sit next to each other texting, but your your friend would be like one or two dorm rooms down. But yes. you'd message, hey, you want to go down and grab some dinner? <laughs> it it was faster. Why not? 
It's it's instant, right? Instant <laughs> messenger, instant as opposed I'm to. I'm a little sad we don't thing. have AOL instant messenger I anymore. I am too. I was bummed that went away, and then MSN messenger that I never went did away. That. Yeah, that was my backup, and then that went away, and then they combined it. You can do trillion, but I think then trillion went away, which was a combination of all of them. I missed all that. Oh yeah. It was the years that I didn't... I, I held out on a smartphone no, for a long yeah. time. I no, had a flip phone for... Right. Till about 2009, which is 10 years ago, but... So, see, technically now, you have to know people's number. Because then you can use WhatsApp, you can use your iMessage, you can... But you have to actually be able to know them. <laughs> yeah, I don't know anybody's phone number anymore. Except my Who parents. Uh, moms. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah. I think that's the only phone number I know. What else do we got here? Okay, number five, okay. which we touched upon, made mixtapes. Oh my goodness. Yes, we did. I still, and we were going to talk about this, Backstreet Boys, right? What about Backstreet Boys? Was it Backstreet Boys? New Kids on the Block? What were You're we talking jumping about? the list. Oh. I read the list to Amy before the podcast. Well, I so was talking jumping. about mixtapes because that's the one mixtape that uh, one of my cousins made me. You know, when you try to fit it all in from the radio, that was the only one I got was those boy bands. <laughs> I would make my own, just whatever songs I like. I'd listen right. on, on um, Sunday mornings, Casey um, Kasem in the Top yep. 40. That's when I would listen. Yep. Because you know the latest song was going to be there to record. Okay. A little of my geekiness is coming through because most of the time I wouldn't listen to that stuff. I'd listen to Phantom of the Opera, Miss Saigon, you know... Yeah, you're probably not I was the a show choir girl. So, oh, okay. The fun fact: Amy and I are high school. Now, our, our sophomore English teacher, Mr. Beardsley. Yes, he he Beardsley. taught us about the musicals. Amy would have known them already, but people like me—that's how I got exposed to them. And I do love musicals I, now in Broadway. Exactly, and I'm so thankful that Mr. Beardsley did that for our yes. for our group. Thank you, Mr. Beardsley. Thank you, Mr. Beardsley. I, I, I'm sure you're listening. <laughs> I highly doubt it, but you know, just in case, he was a just great teacher. in case. Thank you for opening up the world of exactly. Broadway to probably like three generations of kids or two gen. Two yeah, decades of two kids. decades of kids that probably would not have been exposed to it otherwise. Exactly. So I think that's awesome. Exactly. All right, continuing onward. Okay, number six, didn't own a cell phone. Yes. I didn't until my senior year of college. I think it was maybe sophomore year of college because my parents wanted me to have it just for emergencies driving back and forth. Yes, my parents, it was a big Nokia. I think before that I had a big bag phone that plugged into the lighter in my car. Oh. And my parents made it clear that between the three of us, we only had 15 minutes. So it was truly oh for emergencies. Oh my gosh. Holy Then God. they got a plan that allowed 200 minutes and that felt... Can you imagine? Now it's what? Unlimited voice for most things. I'm unlimited everything on yeah. my plan. Unlimited data. Unlimited everything. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So what's next on our Xenial list? Wait, we're not going to talk about Snake. Snake? Didn't you have a Nokia with the little the game with Snake? Oh my gosh, I completely forgot about that. Okay, talk okay. for another day. Okay, Continue. Wait, I know we got Oregon Trail, we got Snake. What oh happened to all these gosh. awesome games? Apparently okay. they're not sophisticated enough. Number seven. Yes. Used a Discman. 
Oh my gosh, yes. And what a pain it was when the CDs started skipping. Or the batteries ran out. Or the batteries. Which I guess you had that problem with Walkmans too. Yeah, but I feel like the CD players required a lot more battery power than the Walkmans. I don't know yes. what it had to do with the laser and the speed. You had to pretty whatnot. much have a package of the you batteries did. with you at all times. Oh man, that was so frustrating. Can I tell a funny story when okay. I first felt old? Oh no. Which is gonna which makes me laugh now. I don't know when Discman, Discman started to... I don't know. I don't know when MP3s ooh, came. Ooh, 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 good question. But what is funny, and this is a music, a music haha, is right my first year out of college, I substitute taught a lot. I did it at a high school. Now, it was also funny because I got yelled at by the teachers. They'd be like, where's your hall pass? And I'd, be, I'd say, I'm substituting <laughs> for Mr. So-and-so. And they'd be like, oh, I thought you were a student. But I was I was wearing nice professional clothes, but everybody thought I was a student. That was kind of funny. But one time I was, I, you know, I subbed for classes. And at this high school I worked at, there were some classes that just keeping the kids in the room <laughs> was enough work. And I remember one kid had a discman. He pulls out his, his disc and he goes, I have vanilla ice. I got it for a dollar at Goodwill. And oh, I said no. to this kid, I'm so old that I remember when vanilla ice was cool and <laughs> you'd pay full price for a vanilla ice CD. Oh my gosh. It just made me feel old and I was 23. Well, this is why we need a producer, Carrie. So I was, while you were talking, I quickly Googled here. And so the per first portable MP3 players didn't really come out until 1999. So... That was before. That was before, but I remember them being pretty pricey. Probably. And not standardized. So I'm going to guess at least mid-2000s before that stuff really started picking up. And okay. I know we so did this is probably when disciplines yeah. were winding down and the MP3 right. was... And I know we or we're know. Or that's when iPods first started. Yes. When did iPod? That's a good point. Let me Google that. Keep going on your list. Just so you know, fast. listeners, this is typical of a Carrie-Amy conversation. One of us we, says we something. Yes. Amy might get mad that I call us this, but we're both kind of nerdy in we're that nerdy. way. We like to research stuff. We like to look stuff up. We hop from topic to topic, which I think keeps our conversations a little interesting sometimes. It's good that I'm looking it's at good. this list because it's keeping us focused. It is. Because one of us will say something and the other will... We'll just think, ooh, let me look that up. I need to know the hey, whole history I of that know. right I'd now. I love to know. But because I, we have these little computers exactly. in our hands that have all the information mm -hmm. of the world. It's okay. sad, but I, I, am an, I am an information junkie. I like to learn and learn things new and learn things I might not otherwise have learned from our conversations and whatnot. So just going back for a second, iPod first released in October 2001. Okay, so iPod. This, so this was about two thousand three. So iPods. Yep. Were, so they were coming. Okay. Coming down. Yeah. Okay. All right, and then the last one. Yes. You and I touched upon this. Loved New Kids on the Block, which I neither didn't. of us did. So are we not Zenial then? No, we grew up in an age that our peers. Okay, our peers like. Now, for them. the record, part of it was I've always had this rebellious streak in the sense that if everybody loved something. It would turn me <laughs> off to it. Like, I, I, to this day, I have not read a Harry Potter book or seen right. a Harry Potter movie because I'm just wondering what all the fuss is about. So when I was young, Game all the Thrones. girls in my class were all... I've never seen Game of Thrones. I haven't either. And I'm just, <laughs> yeah. 
everybody loved New Kids on the Block, all the girls. Mm -hmm. And my mother, it was funny, because my mother was a huge Beatles fan when she was growing up. And she wanted me, I could tell she wanted me to like New Kids on the Block because she wanted to bond over the boy band thing. Yeah. And I, I think that probably was part of it, like, no. No. Though, truth be told, it took me about 20 years because two years ago I went to a New Kids on the Block concert. They were oh, playing at no. the Albany Times Union Center. Oh my gosh. With Boys to Men and Paula Abdul. The Boys to Men okay. got Paul sick. Paula Abdul I would totally be there for. Boys to Men got sick the night before they were at Fenway Park. And, and I knew this because I had friends that were at that concert. Okay. And on Facebook they were talking about it. It was, a, I guess, a torrential downpour. So the next night, Boys to Men wasn't there, and I was very disappointed. I wanted to see Boys to Men, but the New Kids concert was awesome. Yeah, and now I'm now I can say I like New Kids, but it just it took me two decades to more, decide. More power to you. I'm that probably not watching there. Donnie Wahlberg on Blue Bloods, which is I think one of the best TV shows ever. <laughs> oh man! So, so that is the so end that's of the, the list. list. So for those of you there, there's still... there's more lists out right. there, but we just picked one because we didn't want to overwhelm you with our information so for those of you that are still hanging in there 30 minutes in carrie we passed the 30 minute mark oh boy Woohoo! so you know the whole point that we're trying to to convey i guess is that we have a unique point of view that actually is not out there right now much in social media in podcasts in facebook posts is this micro generation this the senior generation and so carrie and i thought well, you know what? We can be unique. We're that generation. We can bring those ideas forward. And we want to share not just what what we have grown up with, but how some of that plays into who we are as moms, who we are as, well, working parents, too. And as people. And as people, of course. Um, and so our podcasts are going to be kind of sharing some of that some millennial tidbits, things that we remember, like, oh, cheers. We have bonded so much over cheers. That was actually one of the first things. Yes. And I recently just binge-watched the whole series on Netflix. Yeah. So check it out. We're, we're kind of, like, uh, Diane years or Rebecca years. I'm going with the Rebecca years on cheers, but that's just me. You know, I kind of feel for Diane a little bit, but because I... I can be a bit of a nerd a little bit, mm -hmm. so I can, I know what it's like to go in there and want to talk about stuff that no one relates to. <laughs> okay, that's my social awkwardness peeking through. Yes. So I can relate <laughs> to her there, and I feel for her, but she's so pretentious that I just... I know. Like, well, Diane, no, no, stop acting like you're better than all everybody else. We're going to have to tie in some of this cheer stuff to some later podcasts, because I think a, a lot of other Xenial moms out there and Xenials would uh, commiserate or with other us other TV that, shows we grew up or watching. other TV shows. I watched a lot of TV in the 1980s. Me too. So I think that's definitely something we can get into. So Carrie, why don't you just say a couple things about what, what we'd like to bring up in our podcast, what listeners might be uh, hearing when they tune in to us, just so that they kind of get an idea. That's a heavy task. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought you were prepared for that question. No, because there's just so many things to talk about. There are, yeah. Now, obviously our hope is you may not be a zenial or you may not be a mom, but you know, if you find value in what we have to say, we definitely welcome mm -hmm. you along in our, in our zenial mom tribe. Right. But we hope to talk about, you know, just personal growth, wellness, mm -hmm. career, balance, balance, work-life mm -hmm. balance. I don't know if that's a millennial term or not. Right. 
Um, but just bettering ourselves, different things like that. And I think it's it's good for us to point out that Carrie and I each have been through some pretty, I'd say, difficult situations in our lives. Um, yes. Carrie, of course, um, you lost your husband. I did. I'm a widow. Ago, and that's tough. And I think that kind of is reflective in some of the things that we're going to talk about, especially when we talk about personal growth and being the best mom possible for our kiddos. And um, I lost my first daughter shortly after she was born. So Carrie and I have been through some heavy stuff in our lives, and I don't think it's gotten us down. We've had years and months where it's been difficult, but I think we have a lot to share with people. Um, but it's not all going to be depressing. No, not at all. I think that's part of why we have fun together is because we don't keep going into those dark places. No, but when I do, you don't freak out about it. No, no. You're like, oh, okay. We're supportive. That's what we're here for. So, you know, and we can be supportive for our listeners too. If you guys have questions or comments or things that you'd like to hear us discuss, we are always welcome to suggestions. Um, Obviously, we have a good laundry list, but we might run out of ideas eventually. So tell us what you want us to hear us talk about. I am definitely a Zenial generation in the sense of, my brain has this bad thing that different theme songs from our childhood oh, no. come ahead. And as you said, talking, yes. all my brain could hear about was Mr. Rogers saying, we'll have things you'll want to talk about, and I will too. Okay, admittedly, I did not watch much Mr. Rogers or Sesame Street growing up. <laughs> She's going to be this I'm just, I'm just looking at Amy like, What? <laughs> You I didn't did like not. New Kids on the Block. No, I guess I'm. We're going to be abnormal. delving into the psyche of what is Amy. Oh, no. I don't think Amy's a senile after all. We'll have to look into this. No, so. you were born in 1970. Okay. I, you know, I'm admittedly in the middle. So, you know, I think it's time for us to kind of wrap up our first podcast yes. here. I'm hearing children upstairs going, Mommy, Sorry if you hear her. Mommy. <laughs> So I think we're going to head out, but thank you for joining us. And, uh, and remember, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Millennial, Zenio Mom Podcast. Have a great day.